therapy, prayer, and a song. It's the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, episode 169, as I mentioned, and uh, I've got some therapy notes I'm going to talk about, and then I'm going to share some musical notes a little bit later on and talk about prayer. So, hmm, instead of talking about what I'm going to talk about, how about if I just start talking about it? Does that sound all right with you? I want to share a few therapy notes today, and uh, they're probably not what you'd imagine when you hear me say that. Okay, I wrote back. Back in, uh, let's see, 1989, I wrote down some therapy notes. And uh, they became one of those songs of mine that probably nobody would like but me. And I got to tell you, I didn't even like it all that much. The proof of that is that I don't even remember the melody. But I remember why I wrote it, and I'll share that with you, okay? Let me start off by asking you a question. Have you ever gone to a psychiatrist for therapy? I haven't. But I've known people who have, and I've certainly seen enough movies and TV shows with people seeking therapy that way, and I'm sure you have. There have even been a few um, sitcoms way, way back in the past that that was the whole theme. And when you watch one of those movies or TV shows, you'll notice a common theme. The patient lies on a couch while the psychiatrist sits in a high-back leather chair taking notes, right? You've seen that. They do comedy skits and all kinds of things like that on TV and movies. And Anyway, well, those psychiatrist therapy notes are supposed to help diagnose and treat a patient. Now, the problem I can see with telling a doctor your deep, dark secrets, especially a typical psychiatrist who has no healthy relationship with Jesus, now that falls under the heading of a fool vents his whole feelings. You know where that is. That's in Proverbs. If you're sharing all your feelings with someone who doesn't love his creator, and many times with someone who does, you're taking the chance of hanging yourself out to dry. That's an old expression, meaning you're exposed to the consequences. And and just like I mentioned on my uh, blog at TonyFunderberg.com, ideas have consequences. And um, if you want to read that article, go to TonyFunderberg.com forward slash Ideas have consequences. It's kind of a long article I wrote, uh, taking a, a real nice Christian writer to task on the uh, subject of holiness, but I'm not going to get into that on the podcast. Um, I just want to mention that ideas have consequences, and so does venting. Now, all those notes the doctor takes uh, when you're venting can be like witnesses against you. If the person taking them ever wanted to turn against you for some dire reason, they have a great reference tool. You ever thought about that? And if you believe none of that could ever happen because of that whole you know, so-called doctor-patient confidentiality thing, you don't know human nature. Okay, what does all that have to do with my therapy notes, right? 
As it turns out, I just watched an old movie where the main character was seeing a psychiatrist for some marital or other relationship problems. I don't remember, but the, the star of the movie was only one of a collection of weird characters. And it seemed like each one was trying to be weirder than everyone else. And they were all um, pretty successful in their efforts. Well, shortly after watching that movie, I heard a story on the evening news about how many people were seeking psychiatric counseling. And not long after that, I read an article in the local paper about the same topic. Hmm, I said to myself, I see a pattern forming. In all of the instances, there was never even a tiny mention of God. Far from it. You know why you should seek God with your problems? Because He can help you rise above your selfishness. Yep. And venting to a psychiatrist or psychologist or even venting to your friends all the time is a form of selfishness. But God's words can make you healthy. And um, there's a place in the Bible where it says that. Don't, don't believe me. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. God should be your main counselor. And yes, he does take notes on all of us. But here's the cool part. For those who love him, he wipes the slate clean and remembers the notes no more. He actually says that. I will remember your sins no more. So why would you ever tell your story to a note taker who doesn't do that? Hmm? Well, here are the therapy notes I wrote about therapy after seeing the goofy characters in a movie. goes like this. I think I'm going crazy. I've got all the signs. My hair is wild and wooly. I'm reciting Shakespeare lines. My favorite food's granola and I thrive on herbal tea. I think I'm going crazy. I could use some therapy. I think my mind is slipping in and out of space. I had an out-of-body experience in another place. And some beings from Jupiter did experiments on me. Yeah, I think my mind is slipping. I could use some therapy. Therapy. Let me tell you all about it. Therapy. I need someone to relate to. Therapy. I'll sell my story to the paper. Therapy. I know you'll read it. You can hardly wait to. I guess I'm not so crazy when I look all around. It seems a lot of people have found what I have found, and these days it's so hectic trying to be first, to be the real bizarre one, to be the one who's cursed. And that was written in 1989, and boy, people trying to be the bizarre one is even more prevalent nowadays, and... uh What's that? 1989 to 99 is 10 years to 2009 is 20 years. To tw- oh, it's a lot of years. I can't believe it's been that long already. Ay, ay, ay. Well, anyway, I want to get right on to the next subject, which is prayer. And uh, I know that uh, uh, people who don't really have a relationship with God, they think that we Christians are kind of goofy. We're always talking about praying and, you know, who are you praying to? You can't even see him. And do you really know he's even there? And, you know, so many things like that. So you might wonder once in a while, do you have an effective prayer life? Have you ever wondered that? Are your prayers effective? 
Do you even know if they are? Is there any way that you can know? Uh, what evidence could prove you have an effective prayer life? So these are tough questions for most Christians. And if you're not a Christian, I can guarantee you don't have an answer to them. And you certainly don't have an effective prayer life. Because if you're not praying to the one true living, loving God, <laughs> you're, you're just talking. But I'm going to share a simple solution to knowing how you can get one, that effective prayer life, and knowing when you've got it. How's that, huh? That's, that's putting up uh, quite a bit. Let's see if I can come through on it. Well, you hear a, a lot of Christians saying you should pray without ceasing. I put that in air quotations, pray without ceasing. Or here's another one, pray for a healing. Or I'll pray that God intervenes in your life. And I can tell you, those are not effective prayers. There's nothing inherently evil or wrong with them, but they're not effective. The first thing to remember about prayer is how it builds your relationship with God. It's communication. And just like you wouldn't say something over and over to a person standing next to you, you shouldn't talk that way to God. He doesn't like what he calls vain repetitions. And he says, don't do like the heathens do, say things over and over. Well, who would do that, right? You'd be surprised. Well, next, to pray for healing or to ask God to intervene in the lives of others, that's not effective either. Because you're asking him basically to violate the laws of nature he put into motion a long time ago. He even told the Apostle Paul that his, uh, here's another quote, grace is sufficient when uh, Paul asked him to remove a thorn in the flesh. And that's the phrase that Paul used to describe something that was going on in him. And it says, um, following that up, uh, something like, uh, an agent of uh, a demon of Satan or an agent of Satan buffeting him, meaning beating him. So it's like whatever was going on, it was bad. And Paul asked three times to, um, he asked God three times to help him, you know, just to take that, take that thorn in his flesh, take it away. Well, God knew that he would help Paul through his trials. And Paul understood how God answered his prayer above and beyond what he had asked. So, I'm going to tell you this. When you read through Paul's writings, you'll discover that an effective prayer life requires a special ingredient. Guess what that is? It's pretty difficult, but I think, I think maybe we can muster this up. The special ingredient is thanks, or you could say thanksgiving. Yeah, when you pray, you should be thanking God for all His blessings for you. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are, and it, you certainly don't have a special status exempting you from thanking God. You're only here on planet Earth because God put your soul into the egg that contained your 23 chromosomes from your mom and 23 from your dad. God gave you life. It's the only reason you're here. So your prayer life should always include at least one thank you to Him. Sure, it's okay to make your requests known to God, but if you're praying for change, make it about changing you. If you're praying for people to accept Jesus as their Savior, make sure you're asking for wisdom and knowledge to be the voice to those people. And whether or not you see the positive answer to your prayer, 
Thank your one true living, loving creator and heavenly father for another day of life. Think about the whole Jesus. Okay? And that leads me right into the song and I'll be right back. Jesus, not the um, 
peace Nick that so many people would have you um, believe that he is and not the wimpy sort of let's all give a nice big hug and kumbaya. He's the guy who's going to rule this world with an iron rod and he's not coming back as a baby when he comes back again. He's coming back as a ruler and he's going to make things right. So we don't know when that's going to be. That's why I say you should thank your one true living, loving creator and heavenly father for another day of life. Because how many more of those do you think you have? How many can you be sure of? Right? So, like the song says, here's some great things to ask God to give you. Love and justice and grace and strength to endure when the world comes against you. Because the world, if you're a Christian, the world is going to come against you. It does come against you. And then, most of all, Ask God to give him, give you his spirit, steadfast and sure, and he will if you haven't already done that. So ask for the whole Jesus, and that's what you'll get, and that's who you'll get. And that brings me to the end of the Rhyme and Reason podcast, episode 169. It's been great being with you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something from this. And if you did, leave me a review on iTunes. Um, the podcast section, would you? That'd be great to start getting a little bit more audience participation and feedback and build the audience. Uh, there's some growth going on. There's some momentum. It's looking like June already is um, showing up better than May did, and May was really good. It was great. I, I started seeing some um, action on the podcast that, wow, I'm blessed. I'm honored and humbled to Know that there are people listening and bigger numbers now. That's great. So um, thank you very much for being there, sharing uh, my rhyme and reasons, my rhymes and reasons with your friends and family. And uh, as always, let's stay connected, like joining my rhyme and reason club on TonyFunderberg.com. It's uh, really easy. You click on a, a little link up in the upper right and you'll get some free music and an ebook for kids. They'll love all that stuff. I hope you will too. You can discover more of my eBooks on Amazon.com or Smashwords and connect with me in those places. And of course, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, do that. You can do it on iTunes or Google Play. You can still connect with me on LinkedIn, although I'm kind of wondering about that now. But, you know, I digress. You can circle me on Google+. You can follow me on Twitter. Watch my videos on YouTube. Find me on Facebook. And I even occasionally update uh, an, a profile that I have on Reverb Nation for, the, for those of you who are musicians. Anyway, uh, that does it for the Rhyme and Reason podcast. And this is Tony saying, until next time, may God bless you and keep you. There's a rhyme and reason for you.